the value you have by going on a trip is a lifetime experience with your children and you will never get that back even you know even as single adults like traveling the world is something that you know no money can buy so and it's um it's something that i want to continue this is debbie and welcome to another episode of beat off beat life where i speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey friend, have you been thinking about creating a freedom lifestyle by starting your own podcast? Well, lucky for you, I have created a new one-on-one podcasting program. From starting, branding, marketing, monetizing, and scaling, we cover it all. If you're interested, send me an email at hello at theoffbeatlife.com with the subject line podcast program to learn more. Again, email me at hello at theoffbeatlife.com with a subject line podcast program. I will see you there. On this episode, I speak with Deborah, who is a busy remote working mom and children's book writer. She is committed to seeing the world with her son, Jonah, and both are the founders of Tiny Global Footprints, which is a family travel website that highlights their adventures around the world. She and Jonah have written three best-selling books and love to motivate and inspire other families to find their own world adventures. So listen on to find out how Deborah balances her work and writing life as a mom. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here. I am super excited to be talking to my guest today with Deborah. Deborah is amazing. She's actually one of my clients. She's also an incredible travel writer. She's an awesome mom. So, Deborah, can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yes, thank you so much for the introduction and thank you for having me here, Debbie. I'm so excited. I love, love this podcast. So I feel like we, I live an offbeat lifestyle, especially now with COVID. We moved to Miami, currently living here because it's, you know, was just the best thing to do. I work from home and my son went virtual as you know and so it was like why not let's go and move ourselves to somewhere where we we could do amazing things and enjoy the the weather at the same time Uh, another offbeat i guess um is writing about all our travels with my seven-year-old i mean now he's seven but he's been to 10 countries so we write books about you know, all the countries we've been to, um, we've have two bestsellers books uh, so far. One is um, The Search for Elephants in Thailand, and another one is Finding My Amigo in Cuba. He has a, his own book coming out at seven years old. It's called Basketball or Soccer. And uh, obviously, Debbie's been helping me with all the promotional stuff with it. So I'm beyond grateful for that and my website. And so um, just trying to do this mompreneur is what makes me live this uh, offbeat life, but while I have my full-time professional career as well. So that's the long end of the story, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I love your story, Deborah, because you allow us to see what's possible before you transition, right? And I think a lot of people think that 
it's not possible or it's not easy. Obviously, it's not easy, especially with you because you have a full time job. You're a mom and you have to balance all of these things. Right. But what you're doing right now is you're setting yourself up to be able to do this so that you're not just automatically leaving your nine to five and then you don't know what to do. You're actually making sure that you have everything set in place and you're building something before you start transitioning. So for you, Deb, like what what has been the most important things that are part of your transition that's really helping you make sure that this brand that you're building, that this business that you're building is going to be sustainable and something that you can actually do full time later on if you do choose to? Yeah. So I want to be able to do it full time at some point. But at the same time, I do have this love for my profession and my career that I've been in for the last 12 years too. One of the things I try to do is stay consistent when it comes to building my brand, um, building my books as an author, writing, inspiring other families to travel by providing tips and other guides to help them get there. And also coaching women, uh, writing as well. That's another part of my business is helping women write books about their stories. There's a different aspects to my brand and to my business. And, and also, but while having a professional career is definitely hard and to juggle it all, especially being a mom as well. But, you know, I think when I became a mom, I didn't even think I would leave the country. I was a traveler before. My friends and I always went everywhere together. You know, we were in all over Europe and all over South America, but I didn't think that was possible as a mom that I was going to do that. But I've always had this energy and a go-getter type of uh, personality. So I love juggling <laughs> things. When I'm not juggling, I think I feel lost. And I feel like I want to accomplish and leave a legacy and um, and legacy for my son. And I also show being an example to him while I have my career going. I'm on video calls uh, with attorneys all day. And then I turn around and I, you know, I have to do our author's promotions for it and, and publishing our books and also helping him write his own books too, like, you know, and publishing his own books. So um, I want to be a good example for my son. You know, that's my main thing. And I also want him to know that he can be anything he wants to be and aspire to be and anywhere in the world too. So I want to have that type of inspiration for my child, but I also want other families to see that and be like, oh, it's doable. You know, I can write a book and have, you know, a coaching business and and be able to travel the world with my kid and have a professional career going. So it's amazing to have the abilities to do it. I do uh, feel like getting help of like from you with my website and others that are, you know, that help me with the illustration and the editing and with my books and then, you know, with my coaching, my clients. And so it's always, it's a group effort. And so it's always helps to have a tribe by your side, a good, you know, lean tribe that's by your side while you're trying to accomplish your goals. So I feel like that's been very helpful and having Jonah being very into it. And also that helps a lot. And he, you know, helps with the promotions and he helps with the writing and the signing and he helps with the books. So even though he's only seven, so that's also a blessing within itself. And I'm excited to have him by my side as my little partner, basically business partner. Yeah, Jonah is such a cutie. You guys need to check out Deborah's uh, social media. He pops in there here and there. And he has such 
great like he's like a ball of energy when when you see him and you hear him talk i love love jonah so you mentioned deb that it does it takes a team and it takes a village and i think that for a lot of people who may feel overwhelmed right because we all feel like this sometimes every day but it is really about finding people who will be able to help you with all of this stuff because you can't, it's just not plausible for you to run a business, be a parent, and also have a nine to five that you do without asking for help and getting help as well. So that is so crucial with all of this stuff. And you know, I think one of the things that is really great about still having your nine to five and you're still building a business is you do have some income to to put on here. Right. And I think it's it's underrated that people sometimes will just be like, well, I just want to leave my nine to five like and then do this full time. Right. Um, But I think what you're doing is also realistic, too. Yeah, exactly. And I think people are like they have to leave their nine to fives to start a business too. I was never like an entrepreneur type of person, to be honest. I always felt like my steady paychecks made me feel comfortable and I needed that. But I also love uh, what I do in my career, just being in that legal field. I've always you know, been in it for 12 years, so I really enjoyed it as well. So, And I have stability in my income, staying consistent, and me being able to do all this to build my tribe and to build my brand, that costs a lot of money if you're going to do it the right way. Like a lot of people do it themselves and they grow and they say, oh, I left my nine to five and I'm doing this. But to be honest, I don't want to do that yet. I know I probably can do it right now if I leave my job, but I don't want to leave my job. I actually enjoy my job and I enjoy also, you know, my paychecks. So yeah, <laughs> I want to, I want to continue doing both until I feel like, oh, you know, now I want to concentrate only on this aspect of my career. And so right now I enjoy doing both and I want to continue doing it until, you know, until the end of time. (laughs) Well, also, Deb, your company allows you to work remotely. And, you know, yes, you do have set times and schedules that you have to have meetings and all of this stuff. But at the end of the day, you're working remotely. Like Deb is in Miami right now. It's nice and beautiful there. She's not in the cold weather where I am. (laughs) Anyways, um, you know, so it's still, you're still being able to balance that because you still do have that freedom to spend your day wherever you want it to Mm -hmm. still get a steady paycheck. And Deb has a job that is a nine to five. She's still making the income, which means security for herself, for her family. But she's also still able to work remotely while working on a business that she really loves. Right, right, exactly. I feel like I have my job never ends because my job actually my my full-time professional job is very demanding I'm always like I said in meetings I'm always having lots and lots of demanding deadlines so um, especially you know and last minute emergency meetings all the time so my day is packed so when I get to concentrate on my book and my brand and things that I want to get done is like evenings and then early mornings and weekends it's limited time but I have to kind of be consistent with that and limit it to, you know, a very specific timeline in order to reach my goals with my brand. And I want to continue doing it. So it can get demanding and it can get overwhelming and it can get exhausting actually all the time. 
it's hard to juggle it. Like I, you know, yeah, it's doable, but it's really hard to juggle it at the same time because every day I'm like, oh, okay, I did this. Now I checked stuff. Now I have to do this. So it's, it never ends, especially when you're trying to build a brand, when you are trying to build a company and you're trying to be, you know, a well-known author as well in your niche, in your field for family travel and raise a child. <laughs> so it's always very demanding, but I, feel like I'm grateful for having, you know, that village uh, family that helped me, you know, like, so, you know, when I'm concentrating on these things at nighttime and Jonah and daddy can do their own stuff, then it's easier for me to just concentrate on, you know, just building and having conversations with the people I need to in order to reach my goals, basically. But working full time does give me this schedule. So I have to follow that schedule and I have to built my brand and my business and my book schedule around it. Um, but I have to make sure that I'm meeting all the demands on all aspects, basically. So that that's the part that could be a little bit hard uh, yeah. because you get pulled in so many directions. Yeah. And again, and that's the beauty of still having a nine to five, making sure you still have secure income is you can hire people to help you with all of the stuff that you don't have time for. Yeah. And also, yeah. And also guys, make sure to listen to the extended interview with Deborah because we're going to be talking about this and what we actually do together, right? right. Helping Deborah build her brand, uh, making sure she has content clarity and also really understanding the right audience for your company, for your brand before you even leave your nine to five. And that's going to also create more security for yourself when you finally do decide, if you ever do decide to do it full time. So that's amazing that you're right. able to do that. No, you've been amazing with that. So no, thank you um, for helping me too. And every way you like just even talking through things with you is always great. So, um, and like I said, having that village and that support in every aspect, not only from family and friends, but also having, you know, your partners in, um, in your business is really, it's really amazing. So, yeah. Thanks, yeah. Yeah. And I love seeing you grow so much, Deb, like from when we talked and then now like she's gotten so like I, I keep seeing her grow and I'm just so proud of Deborah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, every time like she's like, here, I, I got featured here. My book is number one again. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this girl is like unstoppable. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, it's hard for us who are like we don't have kids. But with Deborah, I'm like, how do you do all this stuff? She's just like superwoman. I don't know. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. So Deb, let's talk about your decision to start creating these book series with your son, right? Because right. this is what's so unique about you, aside from you just like being a superwoman, is the fact that you actually started these children's book series with your son, writing about your travels all over the world. What really made you or real, what really guided you to start doing this with, with Jonah? Jonah and I were just traveling just to get away from the day-to-day -day headaches, to be honest. I was in grad school back then too. So then I just got overwhelmed. And when he was like 18 months, I was like, I want to go somewhere. I miss traveling. I miss just being out of the country. And then I decided to just book a trip. And I was like, we're going to go somewhere. And like I said, he was 18 months and we went to Dominican Republic and we had like, such an amazing trip. And then when we got back, like a few months later, we had to go to Eritrea, which were where we're from and for a family wedding with all my family. But I was like, well, we're going to Eritrea and Dubai is only an hour flight from Eritrea. So I was like, we can go through Dubai before we go to Eritrea. And my family thought that was 
crazy but really cool idea. So they're like, yeah, you plan everything. Then just tell us how much we need to pay. And so I just I did that where I booked all of us, you know, all eight of us, like in you know, to pass through Dubai and be have three days there prior to going to Eritrea. And we did that. And that was such an amazing experience too. And so by before Jonah was two, he's been to three countries basically. And then I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then we went to, I think like a year later or something, uh, we went to Cuba because my friends were going and they're like, you should come. I'm like, to Cuba? And I'm like, I don't know. It's hard, you know, with Jonah, with work. And then they're like, just bring him along. He's been to three countries already. And what's another one, you know? And it's like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but it's like a kid coming to uh, all sing- like all my friends were younger and you know single, single, and they're like, it's fine, it's Jonah, just bring him. And I was like, okay, so he ended up coming to Cuba with us, um, and we had an amazing time. Even like there were you know another friend that didn't know Jonah or us, and he was you know a little skeptical, like, oh, a child coming with us, I don't know, you know. But he was like, he's my favorite child, like he's like because he was just adopted. Jonah is really good at adapting. Like I said, I feel like it's a blessing to even have a kid who's adapting to things so easily. Um, so I think he made it easy for me to just keep traveling. And so when we did, and then we went to Thailand the next year because um, and for another family trip. So then or with another friend. So it became like this thing where Jonah and I did. And a lot of people kept asking me, how do you do it? You have like a full-time job and then you have a child and, and, and you're traveling to these you know, crazy countries with him. Like you're going to all the way to Thailand. Now you're going to all the way to Cuba, even though Cuba is right here. But people think it's like so far away. <laughs> um, you know. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's doable. So I think that's what made me start writing. It's like, it's doable. You can do it too. Like just you know, prioritize it in your family, show your children the world and that your children can learn so much from like just that travel, that, you know, uh, problem solving, learning other cultures, languages, food, and having, uh, you know, them be in uncomfortable situations where there is no bathroom and they have to go outside, you know, Mm -hmm. happen. So things that you don't think could happen, but when you're in a foreign country and it's like, oh, this happens. Oh, okay. So I guess I have to do it, you know? <laughs> so that's been my reasoning for writing this, this, this Jonas Global Footprints book series. I want other children and families to do it as well. You don't need to have a zillion PTO hours in order to do it. You know, I try to, oh, I have Monday off. Okay. Let me try to squeeze in Thursday and Friday to make it five days, you know? So even when you have a full-time job, it's doable. So that's, kind of like the audience I try to talk to people who are working and all the time and they don't feel like they can escape their day-to-day, their nine to fives and all the demands that they have to go on a trip. And it's like the value you have by going on a trip is a lifetime experience with your children. And you'll never get that back. Even, you know, even as single adults, like traveling the world is something that, you know, no money can buy. So, and it's, uh, it's something that I want to continue re-emphasizing, basically. Yeah, you're so right. It's those memories that we give, not just to ourselves, but the children as well. And so much learning that happens with it. And Jonah, the, I think that's why he's so different, right? Yeah. Because what he's experienced before, especially in your travels, being accepting of different cultures, of not always having you know a bathroom yeah that's 
that's like first world stuff here, guys. If you go to a different country, you may have to go outside. So it's it's so funny and it's so different when when you do that. And it's just seeing all those possibilities, which is so great. And I love that. Yeah. I And it's, a, it's something that I try to also emphasize when I talk to other families, to other friends. I'm like, yes, the, the challenges you face when you're traveling is something you'll never face in your day to day. So Deb, with you, when you are traveling with Jonah, what type of travel insurance do you both usually use? To be honest with you, I have not used anything in the past, but I am looking into, you know, good options. Um, so I would be very happy, actually, if you had some to recommend <laughs> and if you as a traveler can recommend some for us, because um, it's definitely something I'm looking into. Yeah, Absolutely. It's definitely something that most travelers never used to think about before COVID. And then when this all happened, like everyone's like, I need travel insurance. So I'm really glad to be partnering with Integra Global because as a remote worker, it's already hard enough and it's such a headache to find out different requirements when it comes to health insurance. That's why I'm so glad that Integra has such comprehensive plans. They don't ask their members to build a plan because how do we know what we're going to need, right? I mean, COVID, who knew that was going to happen? So their insurance actually covers it all and everything is built in. So if you guys want to know more, check out integraglobal.com and see how they can give you the coverage you need and maybe some you never knew you would because that happened to so many people during COVID. And I've heard some horror stories about some people like getting it, not getting coverage, not being able to come home and they didn't oh, cover yeah. that. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah, people Stranded all over the world. So mm-hmm. that, that's amazing that this uh, sounds like a great opportunity even for us just to have just, you know, to be safe with a child and everything, you know. So that's great. Yeah, absolutely. So Deb, let's fast forward to 30 to 40 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Oh, that's such a great question that I, because you usually think like five years or 10, <laughs> not 30 or 40, um, then I'm going to be old, um, <laughs> but hopefully still traveling and writing. Um, I want to be known for being a children's book author, but also a novelist. Like I do have a novel also that I'm working on and just being able to show the world to children who I feel like in the U.S. don't get that exposure. I feel like we, um, a lot of us live in just kind of like a bubble into the day-to-day bubble. Um, you're busy with work, you're busy with family, friends, and doing this and that, but you don't get get out of the, your bubble and go explore other parts of the world. And I want to be able to have had that opportunity to inspire other families to explore the world. And I hope that Jonah can inspire other children to write. I mean, by then... 30 years, he's going to be 37. Oh my God. (laughs) So um, the plan is for us to keep visiting. We want to visit every country in the world, Jonah and I. So we're going to drag daddy to some of them, but like (laughs) the mommy and and, uh, son uh, activities. So we do want to go visit every country. So hopefully we'll, you know, we'll reach that goal as well. Be the first mom and son you know, travelers reaching every country and every uh, continent um, in the world and while writing and 
and inspiring others to do the same. Um, and I hope to coach many, many women to help them get their words out there just because I know women, we come from all come from different paths of life and as a coach, that's something that I work with them to kind of put their thinking and their expertise and their experiences into paper to write a story to make it compelling and relatable with others so that, you know, so that others can get inspired by their stories to, to do whatever it is that they want to do. So um, I, I want to be able to help as many women as possible to, to get their stories out there. So it's a lot, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also a lot of years to to build all of that stuff. So you're definitely, I'm sure, going to accomplish many, many, all of that and most likely more. So that's so exciting, Deborah. And you're already like I can see all like a bookshelf filled with your travel books, right? <laughs> from all over the world. That's going to be incredible. And it's going to be interesting to see as Jonah grows and how that like will be different when he's like a teenager and you're traveling yeah. with him, right? That will be so I interesting. Agree. Yeah. And it's different because I was in another podcast and, you know, they do teenagers because they have teenagers. So, so they, and they were talking about that. And I was like, oh, that's going to be different. Like, you know, Jonah has been traveling since he was 18 months. And so like you can see the progress and the changes he's made thus far as a seven-year-old. But then like as a teenager, oh my God, I can only imagine because I feel like he would be more vocal about his feelings and things as well. And I feel like the books can, you know, change into evolve into more teen driven and, and uh, driven and more, um, you know, young adult books and rather than just um, children's books because he'll be older, you know. But the point is Tiny Global Footprints for me is I chose that name because I have the vision of just children being able to see the world and also being able to be exposed to everything. They need to know that they can be anything they want to be anywhere in the world. And we just need to provide them that opportunity as adults, as uncles, as aunts, as parents, as grandparents. And if we give them that, that's the biggest gift we can give them. Don't give them toys for Christmas. Take them somewhere. You know, that yeah. experience you can't buy. And they, it's a lifetime experience, you know? So, uh, yeah, so I, I hope that I hope to continue doing that. And I hope to continue doing that with my business partners. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No materials, more experiences. So that is incredible. I love that. I'm definitely all for it. So yeah. Deb, before we say goodbye, I have five rapid questions for you that you have to answer with one sentence or less. I mean, you know, uh, if it goes over a little bit, I won't like get angry or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. You ready, Deb? I am ready. <laughs> all right. Glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So question, first question, what has been the best money you've ever spent while you were abroad and why? Oh, the best money I've ever spent. I have done, uh, we did a, an all day excursion with Jonah by ourselves. And it was a bit scary just because like, you know, again, I was getting used to this like young mom and a child and then you're traveling to a country you don't know the language but there's a lot of foreigners and then it was like all day excursion but at the same time I was a little just I guess scared in a way because I had my friends that were supposed to come with me cancel last minute because they got sick so I don't know it was very um 
it was just uh, as a mom, you get protective of your child, right? Because you don't know if anything can happen. You can handle it, but can your child handle it? But we went on the excursion, met so many new friends, and Jonah even enjoyed it. I mean, I jumped off a big boat and went snorkeling. <laughs> and so it was like the most amazing day we've ever had. So experiences like that, it's like, oh, yeah, I will do that again in a heartbeat. And I will spend, you know, that extra dollar to do that because that was not the plan. But, you know, we ended up doing it and it was amazing. Um, And I always don't feel bad about spending extra money on food, too. I think we have that in common. (laughs) Deborah and I love food, so I'm I'm all for it. So when you and I finally meet in person, you know what we're going to be doing. We're going to be eating. (laughs) That's for sure. Yes. Um, all types of food. I always, when I'm traveling, I don't know if my stomach gets bigger or what happens. Cause I'm like, Oh, and I want this and I want this. And I just want to keep eating. Cause I'm like, Oh, maybe I would not find this type of food when I go back home. Yep. You know, it's not authentic. So I should have as much as possible, you know? So that's the no, I It's love. never the same, but I love it. Oh my goodness. All right. Next describe what your ideal day would look like. <laughs> my ideal day would be, calm and not busy (laughs) (laughs) and more like fewer things to do. I feel like I have a million things. I wake up just thinking, oh, I have to do this. And this is late. And I have to respond to this and I have to do this. Oh, and I have to respond to Debbie too. (laughs) So (laughs) every morning you're in my head (laughs) because I feel like I owe you something that I'm (laughs) so um, stuff like that. I wish that I could just, even on weekends, it's hard for me to turn it off because when I'm you know, when I'm turning it off, I feel like I'm, I'm missing out. I'm not doing something. Something is falling through the cracks. So my ideal day is com- to completely shut it off and to completely just be in the zone the whole entire day. Never happens, but like the whole entire day, just be present and relax and have some family time. I try to do it when we are all, you know, when we do our family day. But um, even then, I always sneak into like the Instagram posting, Instagram social. <laughs> oh, let me do the story. Oh, let me post about the book and let me check on the, how this is going. But if I could just turn it all off and not even go on social media all day for work, that is, oh, that would be. That would be amazing. I just want to like be able to just, like I said, do a spa day, have a family day, hang out with girlfriends, do brunch, you know, do cocktails and not worry about anything that has to do with work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the best when you just feel relaxed, like outside and in your mind, too, because usually even when you're like doing spa or whatever it is outside, but your mind is still going like a million yeah. miles an hour. So that's yeah. that's the worst. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I went to get a massage the other day. I tried to do like massages once a month at least. I used to do it bi-weekly, but I do it once a month at least. And the whole time I was like, oh, and that, I forgot about that. And I was supposed to respond to this email. And I had like the whole time I was thinking and I don't know how to shut it off because again, it's just juggling that lifestyle of like business. And then you have my career, you know, professional Mm -hmm. job. And then mom, like, oh, did I respond to that t-shirt? Oh, I have to respond to that PTA thing too. Uh, And then it's like um, my brand and my social media. So yeah, it can get overwhelming when you're, you know, wearing multiple hats, even though I enjoy it. I do wish sometimes I can just turn it off. So maybe it's something I need to practice now that I'm talking about it. Right. Start meditating. (laughs) For the whole day though, not just an hour. (laughs) So Deb, where do you think is the best location to live in as a remote worker? Um, As a remote worker, 
anywhere by the beach would be ideal. <laughs> I'm the beach right now, remotely working, and I love it. And I'm grateful for it to have my, you know, my job being an international company. You know, I get to live wherever I want to for now. Yeah, so having the beach close by, absolutely amazing. I do wish sometimes I can just take my second monitor to the beach so that I could just have both my monitors going because it's hard to look at spreadsheets on your laptop. Um, <laughs> but other than that, um, I feel like anywhere in the beach, anywhere in the world, um, my ideal places that I would live in for sure. And even looked into this is Dubai is one. It's one of our favorite places. We haven't been to China yet, but I would love to live in China or somewhere in Asia as well. I would say somewhere in Africa as well. Like, I don't know if we would South, we've been South Africa and we love South Africa, but I don't know if that would be really it. Um, but somewhere by the water there too. So anywhere by the beach where there's yeah. a nice breeze going. That's so yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> be yeah. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? If I can have superpower, I would go into the future and know what's, what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm a control freak in that way. And when I, the unknown always bothers me. And even though I try to live in the moment, I do feel like, uh, like not knowing really bothers me. So that would be, and, but as I get older, I'm trying, I'm learning actually to just be present more and not worry about the, and not worry about the future so much. And And also to have something to look forward to. Yeah. That's kind of the good thing about not knowing. I mean, it's really annoying. I wish. But then in a way, I'm also like, it's probably good you don't know because then you'll have something to look forward to as well. Yeah. 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 It is. It is. It's it's, it's like, but then sometimes, you know, I wish I knew COVID was going to happen and I wasn't going to go into the whole 2020 or 2021. (laughs) We would have traveled the whole entire time in like 2019. (laughs) 2019, I wouldn't have came back home. You know, we went to South Africa and Eritrea and Dubai that year. So I could have just kept going, you know, like working remotely anyway. (laughs) So be like once December is done, then we can't go anywhere. Then everything will like hit so yeah. yeah with with that I'm definitely with you because I'm like yeah, yeah. we should have gone so many different places <laughs> not, not being able to plan um, and COVID has d- done that to where I feel like 2020 a lot of us you know started the new year like yay we're, we have this plan we have that and and all those plans went shattered you know and um and I do count my blessings for being able to provide for my family and being able to do my business, you know, in being able to publish a book, even during the pandemic, two books now during the pandemic. So those are definitely blessings that I count on because I know a lot of people are struggling and um, all over the world they are struggling. So um, just helping others in however way that we can, we do as well. So it's just a time to also count your blessings and be present. Like that's the part of like being, you know, it's an important part of being present, I think too. Absolutely. So what's one thing that you wish you did sooner? Uh, I wish I started writing and blogging about travel sooner. I've been doing this for such a long time and, um, you know, I wish I started it when I was in college because that's when I used to do a lot of the international trips. Um, and I, I mean, I don't think blogging was that like popular back then, the early 2000s, but still like, you know, it would have been fun to start it then because I can only imagine what it would have been now. And then <laughs> even started it with Jono when he was younger, when we went to our first and second and third trip. We started it when we went to like our 10th trip. So, you know, so just I wish that I started all that sooner. But again, I just didn't think it was something that 
people cared about. Yeah, they looked at it as like an admiration. Oh my God, I admire that you're able to travel to these parts of the world. But I didn't know that I can help them also, you know, give them tips and help them also do the same thing that I'm doing. So, and I wish that I started writing sooner in my books as well. Um, But it's never too late. So yeah, we're here now. That's, that's all that matters. We're here now, right? So yes, so good. Exactly. <laughs> right here now and able to do it. I'm happy about that. And again, like I was finishing my master's too. So I don't know how that would have been possible to, to, to juggle that in, you know, with, mm-hmm. with the job and everything. Yeah. So. It happens when it's meant to. Yeah, absolutely. Things happen for a reason and when they're supposed to happen. So you just got to enjoy the process and be present and be grateful for that and sometimes we want things now and now is not the time so we just have to wait until it's your time so that's how I look at it awesome well thank you so much Deb for being here with us today if our listeners want to know more about you where can they find you Thank you so much, Debbie, for the opportunity again. Um, our website is tinyglobalfootprints.com, designed by our fabulous Debbie here. <laughs> and, and we uh, also are on social media, Tiny Global Footprints. There's like an underscore. And as well as on Facebook and LinkedIn. So, But Instagram and my, our website is the, the main resource to find us, basically. So thank you again. And our books are available on Amazon all three of them now. It's amazing. And hopefully uh, everyone can go and get it. It's an amazing uh, book series, our travel books. And then a seven-year-old wrote his own book. So that's another <laughs> cool part. So, Jonas, um, incredible. Uh, <laughs> Uh, thank you so much Deb and also make sure you listen to the extended interview because Deb and I are going to talk about how to build your brand authority understand your audience and get clarity on your content what we've actually been working on together because Deborah is my client she's been so amazing and I've just been so excited for all the growth that I've seen you happen to you like these last few months so can't wait to talk to you about about that. All right, Deb, thank you so much for being here again. We really appreciate you. Thank you, Debbie. This was a great opportunity. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Deborah. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares how to get content clarity and right messaging for your audience. Hey, friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we're also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. Hey listeners, thank you for listening to this episode and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey and I can't wait to hear how your location-independent story will unfold.